Hello and welcome to the Board Shorts podcast brought to you by Get On Board Australia, the destination for new and aspiring board members and company directors. This podcast is called Board Shorts because boards and governance can sometimes be a dry topic. So I'm bringing you valuable, easy to digest information on board and company director related topics, concepts and ideas in 30 minutes or less. Whether you're looking to join a board or thrive in the boardroom, this podcast is designed just for you. My name is Lisa Cook and I'm your host. As founder and managing director of Get On Board Australia, I hope to make this podcast and the information I share valuable and useful to new and aspiring company directors and board members like you. Welcome back to another episode of the Board Shorts podcast. Today, we're going to be having a chat about the learning beyond learning. And this is just going to be a solo episode back to our diary of a board member features that we have from time to time. And I'm going to chat with you a little bit about what I've been doing lately and also what I've been learning. So at the beginning of the year, 2020, I went back to school. So for years, I had wanted to get a master of business law. And last year, I finally bit the bullet and applied for enrollment. My grades from my undergraduate degree, which was actually in business management and marketing, enabled me to get accepted into university, into the Master of Business Law program. And the first step on my postgraduate study was underway. (laughs) And I actually chose to defer for six months uh, so that I could start fresh with a fresh new year. Uh, So, very quickly after that, along came 2020 and the start of my foray at the University of Adelaide Law School. Uh, So, hello to my fellow alum. And this was a big deal. Uh, Of course, I was expecting to learn a lot about law, uh, particularly law that had a lot to do with business, as you would expect. (laughs) It turns out that a lot of law can actually have a lot to do with business. But university, particularly my first semester back in about eight years, actually ended up being a mirror to myself. It showed me and highlighted parts of my personality, my temperament, and my working style. Some good, some not so good. But I was totally not expecting that kind of learning to also happen. So rather than fight it, I decided to use it and grow from it. So towards the end of last semester, semester one, 2020, I took out my journal, which is my way of processing my mental chatter. And I wrote down everything that I was being shown through this mirror, um, predominantly about the dark sides of myself that were actually holding me back from achieving and living how I wanted to and also (laughs) how I thought that I was living but actually probably wasn't if I was being really real with myself. So I thought that I would share some of these lessons with you today because 
I don't think that I'm alone with these and I think they could provide valuable lessons for all of us. I also want to really serve as an encouragement for you to undergo deep self-reflection in order to continue to evolve and develop as a leader of yourself first and of others, which we all are in the boardroom, regardless of whether you're the chair or a regular run-of-the-mill board member, we are all leaders and particularly we are all leaders of ourselves first and foremost and then of others. Okay, so what did I learn? (laughs) Firstly, it became very clear very quickly that I was not living up to my standard of excellence. I was not as thorough and diligent on doing the work that was required at a master's level. And look, this really comes back to time management and procrastination. And I now have a plan of when I'm going to do the work. And this is the important part of when I execute the plan. Planning is one thing, doing is another. And I'll get into that a bit more later on. Secondly, I realized that I was quitting when things were getting slightly uncomfortable. Rather than sitting with a problem, thinking about it, reflecting on it, or coming up with a different approach, I would just walk away or distract myself. So sometimes I think that walking away from a really curly problem is okay to do. It gives you some time to allow things to sort of land and consolidate in your brain and thinking. But if, like what I was doing, you you don't work <laughs> this time that you're taking away into your overall plan, things can quickly get out of hand and turn into panic. And that is a really bad feeling, especially to feel like that more often than not. So much so that I promised myself that I would not allow that to happen after the first semester. I also realized that I was wasting a lot of energy on unnecessary things and unnecessary tasks. And I think worrying and being stressed out about deadlines and about not doing the work that I needed to do was one of those primary time and energy sucks that I was falling into the trap of. So that was compounded then when I asked for extensions on some assignments, which is never a bad thing. If you need to take an extension, take an extension. Um, But I realized because of my poor planning and execution (laughs) that my extensions were just extending the tension of having to do an assignment Just do the damn work so that you're submitting it when it's due and it's off your plate and you're not having to stress about getting it done. And all of these things, that's the learning beyond learning that comes from anything new that we endeavor into, that we put ourselves out there for. And recognizing that we're being taught these lessons is one thing. It's what we do about them that is another. And that's really what's going to 
separate out the high performers. And this is in the boardroom as well. So don't think that because you're not studying, because you're not at school, that this may not apply to you. I think that we're learning all the time and what we do about that learning, whether we do something with it or not, is really what sets us apart from other people. So after learning all of that, what did I do with my lessons? Well, I quickly realized that there was not a lot of point in sitting around and feeling sorry for myself. Well, not for too long anyway. So first, I really chose to give myself some grace and understanding. And I think that's so important. I mean, after all, this was my first venture back into study, university level study since 2002 when I graduated. And it was my first experience at postgraduate study. And it was in a subject area that was nothing to do with my undergraduate degree either. Yes, I kind of tangentially get involved with law. A lot of governance does relate back to legislation. But this was all new to me. So I had to choose to appreciate all of that new territory I was entering into and that I really wouldn't be able to understand all of that new school, new subject until and unless I was actually living it and experiencing it firsthand. And this is so similar to what happens in our board career. We can imagine what it might be like to be on a board, to be a director, to be a board member, but we don't really know until we actually get into the boardroom and live life as a board member. There is enormous value, if you choose to recognize it, in learning through lived experience. So after all that, I actually channeled my frustrations towards more productive outcomes so that I minimized my chances of making the same not so good decisions in the next semester and so that I increased my chances of doing university better in semester two and also improving other areas of my life where I was also making less than ideal decisions because how I was acting at school wasn't different to how I was acting through my work and through other areas of my life. I was just not seeing it. So first, what did I do? Well, I am a planner, so I got deep into planning. And I mean printing off a blank month-by-month calendar, enough for the whole of second semester, and I mapped out my assignments and my class dates onto this blank calendar so I knew exactly what to expect and when I needed to work and get an idea of the time that I actually needed to commit. And all of this helped immensely to get things out of my head so that I wasn't overwhelmed by continually trying to remember when things were due and what I would do and what I should be working on and all of that sort of stuff that just goes around and around and around inside my head. After I got it down on paper, all I had to do was execute the plan. And I know that that sounds like the easy part, but that is definitely the hardest part. So in order to execute my plan, 
I had to stop doing some things. I had to say no to some things. I stepped back a little bit from my work, primarily throughout the month of August. I had a very full-on study load throughout August and much of my planning focus was around that month and getting through that month successfully, my version of successfully. So I didn't take on any new clients or projects throughout the month of August and I actually stopped doing my weekly Facebook Live. I then turned to outsource what I could, what was taking the most of my time and energy every day, every week that I could give to someone else. And so firstly, I outsourced my social media and newsletters. And I want to give a shout out to my wonderful team at Fig Tree Digital because those guys really do a, a way better job than I ever could. And it takes a lot of not only the time that I would have invested in that physically, but also the mental space that that was taking up as well. I also outsourced my weekly dinners. <laughs> yep. I found a personal chef who could shop, make and deliver all of my my and my husband's weeknight dinners. And I tell you what, that is one of the best investments that I made in freeing up my time and my brain capacity of having to plan my weekly menus, go and shop, get it done, and then cook it every night. That was such a great investment <laughs> that I've actually continued it on to this day. Lastly, I primed my husband very early on to not expect much from me during the month of August. I took my mapped out schedule and I showed it to him and I did everything I could to get him onto Team Lisa to support me, which basically meant leave me alone, throughout the month of August and throughout that heavy study load. And I found that part extremely critical. Without the support of our families, it's really difficult for us to achieve our goals. We are not islands out on our own living our own life that no one else impacts or is impacted by. And it's also harder to do things alone. And I found that when everyone is behind you, conspiring for your success, that success is nearly inevitable. And this is hard. It's hard to step back. It's hard to let things go. But when you do it, you're saying yes to everything that you're trying to achieve. And when you get people who are the closest to you, behind you, cheering you on, doing everything that they can to help you achieve what you're trying to achieve, man, that's just magic, just magic. So, to wrap this all up, I feel like a lot of it can seem like um, regret or guilt uh, when you look back and you're maybe not so happy with how you've performed in certain contexts, whether that's the boardroom or whether that is study. Um, but I don't think that's always a bad thing. If we use it to spur ourselves on to greater levels of performance, particularly levels that we know we're capable of, then that's using those not so great feelings for 
a better outcome. But in the same breath, I don't want you to be so hard on yourself that you lose sight of all of the great things that you're accomplishing and doing as well. Please take stock of those and celebrate them along the way. I certainly did that as well throughout university, hitting the grades that you're wanting and expecting um, and sometimes not expecting (laughs) is worthwhile as well. In the boardroom context, getting yourself onto a board is a huge accomplishment. Being nominated as a chair of a committee or the actual chair of the board is great as well. It doesn't mean that you can stop learning and growing and developing though. That being my first semester back to studying and my first ever foray into postgraduate study in an entirely new subject area, I gave myself grace and understanding. And I encourage you to do that as well. If you're at the beginning of your board career and you feel like you're doing misstep here, misstep there, um, please give yourself grace and understanding. This is new territory for you. People that you share the board with are probably likely understanding of that as well and may not beat (laughs) beat you up as much as you beat yourself up for things like that. Use it to perform better and feel better in the future. And that is a worthwhile endeavor. I encourage you to look for and use the learnings beyond learning. You've reached the end of another episode of the Board Shorts podcast. Connect with us at getonboardaustralia.com.au forward slash podcast, where you can leave your requests for future guests and topics to cover. Don't forget to sign up to our newsletter to receive information and resources to help you thrive in the boardroom. If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to iTunes or your preferred podcast listening app to subscribe, rate and leave a review. I'd really appreciate it. I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.